listening. This is Casually Speaking with Sean Rutherford. Hey guys, what's up? So I wanted to kind of uh, talk to you guys about a um, specific topic here. Now, I'm going to give you guys a full disclaimer. I am not by no means an expert in this or anything, but it is something that I have experienced firsthand. Um, and I just kind of wanted to share that with you. Um, honestly, I think part of it is I wish someone would have just kind of told me that they've been there before. Um, and um, I think that would have kind of helped me while I was in this kind of situation and everything like that. Um, and again, full disclaimer too, uh, this is about jujitsu, but I think you could pretty much apply it to anything. Um, when you're feeling like you're in a rut and you're feeling like you're just not going anywhere, um, what do you do from there? Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I've recorded this at this point three different times because I accidentally pressed pause when I was recording the second time. So... It's going to feel a little redundant for me, but brand new and fresh for you. <laughs> um, okay, so what I wanted to talk about today is um, kind of quitting and uh, Blue Belt Blues. So um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know what the Blue Belt Blues is, is um, just to kind of give you some context here, uh, my gym, we used to do promotions like one at a time, like one person. They would show up to class and then they would be surprised with a new belt and everything because of all their hard work and everything. There'd be like a little speech about them and everything. Um, but my gym in sp- specifically is, it's like four different gyms. So there's like Orange, there's Fullerton, there's Costa Mesa, there's Irvine, Um, there's even Las Vegas, uh, and there's like a whole bunch in Las Vegas too that I I haven't visited yet. Um, and then there's one in Arizona. Um, now all the ones in Orange County, we call ourselves 10 plan in Orange County. Um, but anybody that is a part of that is willing to go to any of those other gyms, no charge or anything like that. You just, you get to experience everything. Um, so with that being said, we have a lot of different students. So what they started to do was they would do it uh, promotions every six months, um, and they would do it by groups. So you'd have a whole bunch of people um, get promoted all at once. So when I got promoted to blue belt, um, and this was years ago now, which is crazy to think, um, you know, they they made this whole big speech about like, okay, guys, now don't give up and everything, which is kind of strange because everyone's like, well, we got our blue belts, like we're not going to give up. This is this is going to be great, and they're like, blue belt blues is a real thing. Um, you're going to have the highest days, and you're going to have the lowest days when you're the blue belt because you're going to have crazy humbling days, and you're going to have crazy humbling weeks and humbling months where you're just going to feel like you're not anything. Um, you're not a good grappler. You're you're just you're you're going to get down on yourself. Now. Everybody was like, no, like, we're not going to do that. We're going to go right on to Purple Belt. We're going to be the best that we can ever can be. And we're going to train even harder and all this and that. So um, I will say, like, half of the people that I got promoted with, I don't even see anymore. Um, They might be at different gyms, but honestly, I just don't see them anymore. They're not, they don't train from what I can tell. I don't see them at open mats. I don't see them in any other place. I don't see them in in pictures or anything like that. So I guess it's a real thing, right? So, um, 
obviously you guys can think like, wow, uh, Sean's really into jujitsu. Like he would never get, uh, the blue belt blues or anything like that. And I, I kind of want to tell you, um, it happened just recently to me. Um, so with that whole baddest blue, um, tournament, um, that, that got me. Uh, so, um, I had lost and everything like that. I didn't get the win or anything, but I wasn't too unhappy with the the results of that tournament. Um, that's actually not why I I wanted to quit. Um, it was actually more of it could be my ego. Um, it could be um, just kind of what I felt at that time. But um, so my coaches they they given me pointers immediately right after the the match and everything like that and. I, I definitely appreciate what they what they say to me. Um, they're my coaches. Uh, everything they tell me is worth its weight in gold to me. Um, so I definitely appreciate their feedback and their criticisms during the match and everything like that. Um, but what it actually got me more down on myself was the fact that, um, like my colleagues, my fellow blue belt um, uh trainee, train, whatever, uh, teammates, there we go, that's the word, um, my fellow blue belt teammates, um, were, were giving me a lot of criticisms and a lot of feedback, um, and I know that it's coming from a good place, it really is, um, but all it did was get me down on myself, um, and it's, it's part of the whole, like, when you're, when you're a blue belt, and in my experience doing, jujitsu it's it's a lot of like you're kind of lost in the woods kind of thing is that you're trying to develop things and you think you've got something down and then all of a sudden you meet someone who has the answer to your question and you're like crap like now it's back to the drawing board again um and you're kind of trial and erroring it you know what I mean and when you have someone that's at the same rank as you and the same kind of position and they're kind of like dude like all you could have done was just this and this all it does is kind of put you down uh, because you're like, man, why didn't I think of that? I must not be a, as good of a blue belt as this person. And they tell you all the time, like when you're, or at least my coaches, they've, they've told me all the time, um, when you're training jujitsu, the last thing you want to do is compare yourself to someone else um, because they're also going through their own struggles, you know, um, especially if it's in the same rank and everything like that. Um, the last thing you want to do is compare yourself to, to that person. But when someone on the same rank kind of gives you advice and everything like that, um, in that way of like being a coach, you can't help but compare yourself. And I think that's what got me down so bad is that I was like, I was getting all this feedback and I was like, like, why am I even doing this? Like, people that are the same rank as me, people that have been doing this at less time than me are giving me all this advice like I'm some idiot, you know? Um, and I was really, really getting down on myself. So, um, to kind of give you guys some context, after the competition, the baddest blue, I didn't train for that whole week. And I was really kind of mulling over, like, again, you know, can I afford this? Like, what am I even doing? I'm just getting older. Like, uh, competitions are, are doing all this and everything like that. And I just, all I do is I, I, I lose, you know? So I was just getting down. Um, and I was even telling my coach, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll come back. But I was really in the back of my head, like, 
I think I'm done. I think I'm over it, you know. Um, it's not fun for me anymore. Um, and I was just finding all the right excuses not to show up at class. Um, and what, sorry, I was drinking my cold brew. You guys know. You guys already know. I'm, I'm drinking my cold brew. Um, so what had gotten me back into um, uh, competitions and, and, and training again was actually my coach calling me late last night or late one night, um, saying that I had to compete the next day. So, um, last week I had to do a, a competition called a quintet where it's five people versus five people. It's like a, a team grappling event. Um, and it was held at headquarters in LA in front of Eddie Bravo. Um, and it was also recorded on, I would, I want to say television, but it's not on television. It's on YouTube. And, um, so my coach, he called me the night before, like literally the night before, like he called me at 10. I didn't get everything already until about 11 o'clock at night. Um, saying like, Hey, the next day tomorrow, can you show up and compete? And by the way, I don't think any coach can make it. So I, I'm going to make you captain and I'm going to make you kind of like that, the coach. Um, uh, so the the pressure was on and I was like, holy crap, like I haven't even trained a whole week. Like, but the thing about me is, is that if someone asks me, Hey, I need something from you, um, or I need something done and I really need your help, I will do it. Um, now I'll do everything I can to do it. So, um, my coach kind of realizing that, like, I, I feel like he called me because he's like, I know Sean's going to do it. Like he's down, no matter what kind of demons he's fighting right now, like he's going to do it because someone needs him to do it. So I stepped up and I did it. Um, now again, I didn't get the, the W, but the guy who I lost against, like since it's a five team match, like the dude, like beat me, uh, the dude or the dude before me and the dude after me. So, and then also he, he beat a couple of other people in other teams. So like, he was obviously a good dude. Like he was obviously really good at what he does. Um, and throughout the entire match, I don't think that I gave him any, any sort of quarter. He just caught me in a, in a submission and there I went. So I think like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not mad about the, the match or anything like that, but that really did kind of jumpstart me back into, okay, I need to start training again. Um, and I have been, um, the weeks have been kind of crazy and everything like that, but I've been training from where I can. Um, and I think that, that helped me, um, definitely. But obviously like if you're feeling down in a rut and everything like that, the option of, you know, your coach calling you and being like, you have to do this competition, go do it now. That's, that's a little bit unrealistic. So, um, I kind of have these, these, uh, things written down. Um, I was reading this in a, um, whoop, sorry. Ah. Um, I was reading this in an article kind of, um, I think it was called like Jiu-Jitsu Times or something like that. And it was like the top things, why people quit and everything like that. And um, I kind of, I, I was kind of reading them and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? So um, one of them was like the the corporate life. Like you can't come in with a limp or a black eye um, and you just kind of, you quit because everybody in the office is like, what are you doing, you madman? Um, and... 
honestly, I personally deal with this all the time. Like, um, I work in a corporate setting, I work in an office and I am part of management actually. So, um, I guess looks and everything like that, like perception is reality and everything like that, uh, or at least in this corporate business office, that's the case. So, um, quite frequently I'll come in with a limp. Um, I've never come in with a black eye. Um, thankfully, um, I just, I've never gotten hit in the eye so hard that like, you know, my, my eyes puff up and I get a black eye or anything like that. Um, but I do come in with a limp all the time. Um, and honestly, it's not even really that I get injured. It's just that I'm getting older and my hips hurt, (laughs) but, um, I get this all the time and I get comments all the time. Like, Oh, Sean, you better watch out. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this kind of thing? And honestly, I hate to say it, uh, even if people like work with me and everything, it's just, uh, excuse my French, but fuck all that noise, you know, like who gives a shit? Like I do this so that I can, you know, come into work, uh, every day with a level head. Um, my job comes with a lot of stress and I mitigate that a lot through jujitsu. Um, people think it's crazy. They can think it's crazy. Absolutely. But Hey, you're not the one that comes to the gym anyway. So I don't care. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. Um, and honestly, that's kind of my whole mentality of it is if my boss would ever be like, well, you're not going to move up because you come into work with a limp. And it's like, look, I come into work and I work. So, um, I sit in an office chair all day. So who cares if I come in with a limp? Who cares? I just, I, I don't. Um, and at the end of the day too, guys, um, I say this a lot on my Facebook and everything, but you are not your job. Um, and I know I'm getting a little bit passionate about this, but our, our culture, especially as I'm growing older and everything like that. Um, and if it's, if I'm trying to catch up with someone that I haven't talked to in a long time, they always, the first thing they do is, Hey, what do you do? What are you doing for, for a living? Um, and I know it's small talk. It's a good, easy way to kind of grease the gears into a conversation. But really, I'm not who I am uh, when I work my, my eight-hour shift. Absolutely not. Um, I definitely let my experiences bleed through into uh, my workplace. Um, part of my job is coaching um, my team. And I use a lot of the techniques that I learned through jujitsu, through martial arts, um, into what I what I do now and I think I'm pretty effective at it but by no means am I the guy who just sits at a cubicle um, and whenever my work life tries to make it seem like that when they're like hey you are this person you have an image to uphold no no absolutely not I am Sean Ryan and I my image is exactly what you're getting right now um I'm I'm much too old to be discovering myself. I know who I am and I know what I want to be and I know um, who I want to be. That's that's more of what that's kind of driving. So honestly, if you're in an office job and they're like, man, this guy's crazy and everything like that, whatever, who cares? Like you are doing something that's making you, you happy. And if they're going to mitigate that, then I think you need to start looking for another place, uh, another environment to start making your money. Um, so that's my two cents on that one. Um, the next one is, uh, like too much too soon. Um, and this one is definitely applicable. Um, 
I, I, do, I see this all the time and I actually see this um, quite frequently with like blue belts and um, with even white belts too, where you see it all the time is that they, they actually, they're good. Um, they're good at what they do. They're good at grappling. And so then they just want to get better and they just go double down, triple down, quadruple down, and they just train and train and train and train and train. And they show up all the time and they win the attendance awards and everything. And they win the, uh, you know, the grappler of the month because they're just there all the time. And then you don't see them anymore. Um, and I, I've seen that so many times and I think it's just because like you love it and it's like that old saying goes like you do too much of what you love and it ends up being something like hell. Um, and I think like that's exactly what it is, is that you just dive way too far deep, way too soon. Um, a lot of people have asked me too, because as I've gotten older, um, I mean, my body just can't recuperate as quickly as it, it used to anymore. Um, and before I started to get over that hump of, I don't need to muscle my way out of things. Um, I just, I actually started limiting my training. Um, and people would make comments and everything like that. I'm like, Oh, do you need to, you need to show up a little bit more and everything? We don't want to lose you. And I'm like, honestly, the reason why I'm not showing up more is because you won't lose me at that point. Um, and for a while I was actually only training, um, two or three times a week instead of all five days a week, um, Monday through Fridays, because I was just getting down on myself at the end of the week. I was just so exhausted mentally, physically, um, and then it would just like the depression would like kind of creep in and being like, you're not good, you know? Um, so I actually stopped training, um, so much. I would just do Tuesdays and Thursdays and sometimes Saturdays. Um, and sometimes the, the open mat if I didn't do Saturdays. So, um, it just really got me so that I would still retain the knowledge and still just have fun with it, you know? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be a superstar, uh, grappler. So I'm not going to be doing this for a living. Um, at least like, you know, competing by any means, maybe a training down the line years from now. Um, but it was just, uh, I, I see it all the time where like people just double down, quadruple down and like, they do really well too. That's the thing too. That's the kicker is like, they do super well. And you're like, man, these guys are going to be like brown belts in no time. And then all of a sudden they just ghost. Um, and it's just like that too. It's not like they, they kind of pump the brakes like I did. It's just like, you just don't see them anymore. They're gone. Um, something happened, they got injured or something like that. And then like, they just, since they overtrained, they have that big excuse of like, well, you know what? I, maybe I should just kind of calm it down because like I did get hurt and it just kind of makes that whole argument to themselves more valid. Um, and I think, no, like just pump the brakes. Like I know it's such an exciting thing and that you want to do it all the time and everything like that, but don't overtrain yourself. Um, it is a physical sport. It is a mental sport too. And you just don't want to come in that exhausted all the time. Like that's where you make the, the stupid mistakes where you actually end up hurting yourself or your, your training partner because you just brute strength the shit out of something and you end up hurting yourself. Um, so that's definitely it. Um, 
another one is uh, leaving to get in shape, which I think is absolutely silly. Um, I, I hear it all the time, which is actually kind of funny. Is like I don't, I'm not an advocate for jujitsu. I don't try to sell it to people or anything like that, um, because of this exact reason. Um, people come to me all the time and they say like, Hey, Sean, um, I want to, I want to do jujitsu. I really want to do what you do. And I go, okay, like whatever time you want to do it, just let me know and I'll be there. That way you have somebody to, to grapple with and to, to kind of have your first class with. I'll definitely be that person to kind of take you under my wing just so that you can get comfortable with it. Cause I absolutely understand the whole, um, kind of coming into it cold. Cause that's exactly what I did. I didn't know anybody when I first started and I was very reclusive. I was really, really shut down. Um, I didn't really talk to anybody. I just kind of went in, um, just found whoever would want to roll with me. And I would just do that and just be very, very quiet. And it was very nerve wracking. Um, I had, I had to kind of get myself out of my comfort zone to do it. So, um, people kind of ask me all the time, they go, yeah, yeah, I really want to do it. And then the biggest excuse that I hear is, well, I need to get in shape first. And I'm like, guys, like just get in, like the in shape part will come when you train. Um, and I see that too, where, um, people have their first class and they do the warmups and the warmups are intense. Some, some classes, the warmups are not warmups at all. It's a mini workout before you even start. Um, and they throw up and everything. And they're like, I can't do this. I can't keep in. I'm going to come back when I'm more in shape. And they just never come back because it was just so crazy of an experience. And I've actually dealt with that before. Um, when I first started, um, I remember I went to my first advanced class because I, I showed up late or something like that. I can't remember. But I was like, well, I'll just do it. And like that day, I guess, like there were some competitors in there or something like that. And like the conditioning straight up almost killed me. Like I was like, holy hell, like what have I gotten myself into? And I don't know anybody and no one knows me. And I don't really want to make an impression like I'm just like, lazy. (laughs) So, um, it was definitely an experience, but I didn't quit. I was just like, okay, well, I guess I just got to work out a little bit more after class, um, which was exactly what I did. Um, so if you're saying like, I got to leave just to get more in shape, your body's going to get used to those warmups. Um, your body's going to get used to those workouts. Um, and going to the gym and lifting weights and everything like that, that is definitely beneficial, but it is not the same movements as you were to do in jujitsu. So your body gets used to the stress that you introduce it to, right? So, um, if you go to the gym and you lift weights and everything like that, the thing is, is that's not necessarily going to translate to jujitsu itself. Um, we see it all the time where like people that like are bodybuilders come into class and yeah, they're really strong, but like, they go up against like a little weakling like me and they can't get past my frames because I'm not using my muscles. I'm using my bone strength, right? So, um, and they get frustrated. They're like, how is a little dude like you like able to withstand everything that I do? Like I can deadlift like 500 pounds. That's awesome, dude, but you're not deadlifting me. You're trying to isolate one of my limbs and I'm not letting you. So that's the thing is that if you're trying to quit because you're, you need to get in shape, just keep coming. Um, and you're going to get in shape. Your body's going to get used to and adapt to the situation that you're putting it to. Um, so, um, and then the other one too is selective financial issues, uh, which I've definitely, I've gotten 
I, I get that one where you're 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 on hard times and you're just trying to consolidate everything that you need to do. Um, and I understand that. And I I've been in that situation where you've come on hard times and you just need to start mitigating the costs. Um, the thing is, too, is what you want to think about is if you're mitigating your costs, you're obviously in a stress state. Right. Um, and if you're doing jujitsu, it's part it's it's a stress mitigator. Um, so if if you really need to, uh, then definitely I understand that. But if you can and you can actually cut costs and other things, I think that staying with jujitsu and and having that you time, um, and having that time to actually stop worrying about the finances financial stresses, um, just an hour an hour and a half a day is gonna help you get out of that financial stress. Um, and another thing too is jujitsu is a great community of people. Um, and if you just sit down and talk with some people, talk with your coaches about the struggles that you're having, um, maybe a coach will reach out and be like, Hey, you know what? I'll give you a free month. I understand the kind of struggles you're going through. Or they could be like, Hey, I know a guy that's, that's hiring, or I know a guy that's trying to start up a business. Maybe you can uh, network with them and, and everything like the thing is that the great thing about jujitsu is that you get a whole bunch of people in all walks of life. Like, I mean, there are people that, that I roll with that are just rolling in the money. Um, and there's people that are barely scrounging by too. And they're all just kind of in this, this common interest and they all have this, this relationship with you. Um, that, I mean, uh, if you've ever listened to Joe Rogan, it's like the people that you bond with in jujitsu, it's a different kind of bond because day in and day out, you're trying to kill each other, but then like you respect each other so much from that. Um, and I think that if you quit jujitsu because of financial struggles, I get it. If you can't, if you literally can't afford it and you're like, dude, I lost both my jobs and I just don't have any income flow talk with somebody in that community and let them know what's going on. Um, and I honestly think that somebody out there is going to be able to help you out and help you get out of that rut. Um, and then there's always open mat, um, open mats are always free. So I've seen people do that too, where they kind of cancel their subscription for a second, get themselves back on their feet, but they still attend the open mats. They still, are a big member of that community. One of my best buddies, he did that. And uh, I saw him at every open mat, but he just wasn't going to the classes. But that dude's a killer anyways. Um, I'm looking at you, Scott. So uh, he didn't lose any of his skill, unfortunately. He's still a bulldozer and just gets after it. So, um, but yeah, like he he just kept coming to open mats. He didn't let it, you know, get to him. Um, so those are a couple of things that I think that, um, get, you know, uh, lost in the wayside. I I think honestly, like that one, that one quote, um, is, is definitely rings true where it's like, it's not who's good. It's who's left. Um, I honestly think like most of the black belts out there, um, have, run into people that are even better than they were, but they just didn't stick with it. You know, um, Gordon Ryan has even said it. Um, and Gordon Ryan's like a beast. And he said, like, there are people that were killing me in, in practices and everything like that. And they just didn't stick with it. Um, and they could have been champions. They could have been everything else, but they just didn't stick with it. And I think that, um, that kind of rings true with anything in life, right? Like if you have a struggle and everything like that, just stick with it. 
Keep going. Um, be uncomfortable. You're going to grow the most when you're uncomfortable rather than when you're comfortable. When you're in that cushy job, when you're in that cushy position and you're right now kind of resting on your laurels, like you're not going to grow and you're not going to be who you want to be. Um, and again, like I said, like um, I am not my job. Um, I don't define myself by it. I define myself by who I am as a person. Um, and I think if anything, I am resilient. Uh, you know, um, I just keep going. I might not be the best grappler in the world and I might not win in the competitions. I might not um, seem like I know what I'm doing and like other blue belts tell me what to do and everything like that. Um, I might not be a lot of different things, but I am one thing and I am resilient. And I, I just hope that that kind of instills anything in you guys, um, that's listening out there that just keep going, just keep after it. People are, are going to take shots to your ego and you're going to feel like you're one inch tall. Um, but you're still there, you know? Um, so that's it for me guys. Um, I kind of, hope that someone out there that's thinking about quitting, that's thinking about like, oh man, I'm just not good enough, um, about anything in life, honestly, just keep going, just keep after it, um, and if you ever need anybody to talk to, well, you know where my Instagram is, you know where my Facebook is, um, and I'll give you any kind of wisdom I can, um, even if it isn't in jujitsu. um, like I said, I'm no expert or anything like that, I am not a black belt, I'm not gonna tell you the, the secret way of getting your black belt or whatever, um, but, Honestly, I've been there too. Um, and I've gotten out of it. I've, I've gone through the other side. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, catch you guys all on the flip side. Hey guys, so um, wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, LethalClothing.com. Uh, these guys are uh, um, a buddy of mine. Um, he does some good work, um, has some cool cool clothing. Um, it's actually more for the uh, the fitness side of things um, instead of jujitsu related here. So um, if you want a little change of pace, a little bit of different uh, clothing, um, check out LethalClothing.com. Um, if you enter the code word Lethal20, you get 20% off and what's What's really cool about this uh, company, guys, is a part of each purchase that you uh, get from them, they uh, actually donate some of that purchase to uh, ALS and MS Research. So if you want to feel good about doing something good, um, other than just putting money in my buddy's hand, um, I think you should definitely check them out and uh, yeah, tell them I sent you. All right.